This episode is brought to you by .site domains. If you're looking to build a great website for your business, you can find a short and meaningful domain name on the .site domain extension. To register, visit www.get.site, that's S-I-T-E, and use the code SELFRELIANCE to get up to a 50% discount on your purchase. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Jake Thompson. He is a professional speaker and the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, a globally retailed brand that has started in 2011 by selling t-shirts out of the trunk of his car. He's also written a book called Compete Every Day, the Not-So-Secret to Winning at Work and Life. So welcome to the show, Jake. Thanks for having me, John. Excited to be here. Are you tired of people telling you, talking about you selling t-shirts out of the trunk of your car? No, no. Usually the line I get more often is uh, Jake from State Farm. Do you wear khakis often? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, right. that, yeah. That one's kind of done me, done me over. But yeah, no, the, uh, the t-shirt one, you know, I did for, for a few years and then I just kind of learned to say, Hey, it was part of the story. And, and yeah, you yeah. know, the idea that you do whatever it takes when you get going right business world. <laughs> right. So, so let's explain that t-shirt regardless of where you sold it. Um, it, it, uh, it had a specific message and a specific brand. Yeah, I, I was honestly doing marketing consulting. I was helping with basic go-to-market strategies for local companies as a consultant after uh, really three years. Uh, 2008, I finished grad school and, and couldn't get a job to save my life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Not even Best Buy was hiring part-time. So I spent a handful of years doing that as a consultant and, and had the idea that I wanted to rebrand, but I wanted to do something bigger than just my name and, and didn't think I really wanted to do marketing consulting forever and started tinkering with the ideas of encouraging people with this message of pursuing greatness in every area of your life. Compete Every Day ultimately became that catchphrase that kind of grew out of it that everyone started to be attracted to and connect with. And so at the time I had, you know, six to eight months of trying to fit this brand message into three or four projects that didn't work. My best friend is a fan of the t-shirt company Life is Good out of Boston, the little stick figure guy. Uh, ironically, stick figure's name is Jake. Jake right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he challenged me with this idea to try something outside of my comfort zone, try something new in apparel that I did not have any experience with. And so I decided, why not? Uh, the last three hadn't worked. Let's see if, if go number four would. Print and compete every day on shirts, put them in boxes in the trunk of my car, sold them behind a gym in Dallas, sold them at races and events before I could honestly afford to buy a booth at the expo. I'd pull up and walk around with a bag talking to people and selling them out of it. So uh, that that was the very beginning of the brand. So, I mean, a lot of people who bought the shirt got a shirt. Right. I mean, that was, that was, that was the, yeah. uh, that was it. But, but was there a sense that they were joining a community by having that message? I mean, ultimately that's what it built in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the time it really wasn't that thinking. Uh, yeah. My focus was how do we become the next Nike, the next Lulu? That was where I was focused at the beginning and really over the four, first couple of years, getting out, talking to people, seeing how people would respond to this, saying, mm-hmm. you know, I compete for X, Y, and Z, and this person's competing for A, B, and C. Everybody had different things that they were striving for. That as I started to see those story, hear those stories and connect those dots, 
we saw that our competitive advantage was that brand message. How do we tell our brand story? How do we build a community around that? And so after a couple of years of, of selling t-shirts and it growing, uh, we really kind of shifted gears thanks to a conversation with one of our mutual friends, Chris Brogan, around a few different ideas on the community side. And so I started heavily investing into how do we pour into people, build can people build just kind of the community up and give them this rally cry for their life that, hey, I'm, I'm going to show up and compete every day. Uh, and that's ultimately, as you can imagine, what threw some gasoline on the fire to help us grow as a brand over the last nine years. So why do you call it the not so secret secret? Because honestly, if I told you, hey, these are the six to seven choices that if you made them consistently every day, you would be like, everyone knows that. Everyone yeah. knows that you have to work hard. Everyone knows you have to be consistent and do your best. And, and But I think a lot of times we overlook it. We overlook the importance of the little things done consistently well. And so that was kind of the, the play on the title is I'm not telling you anything new. This isn't some right. magic potion solution that's going to solve your problem. This is actually just a reinforcement of probably things you've heard most of your life and putting it hopefully in a way and told with different stories and formats that it starts to click with you, perhaps in a new light, the importance of that choice, or in this case, the seven choices. So let's say you woke somebody up to this idea. Um, you've sure, certainly uh, by this point um, gathered some stories of people that, that have talked about as simple or not so secret as this might be. Uh, it's made a difference. Yeah, I I would say that the biggest drawback is is the application piece of it or the biggest, I should say, benefit has been the application piece and that people that have been around our brand even and even the community uh, for years that buy into the message, they believe in it, they were just looking for new ways to apply it and maybe ways that would work for them. And, and so one of our chapters is around embracing the process. And it's about honestly tracking your work, scoring yourself on a daily day basis, uh, evaluating it, learning where you need to pivot, what you need to keep doing, and, and then tracking it, which... I think a lot of times, even as business owners, we fail to track certain metrics and we're mm -hmm. not able to evaluate if we need to keep going down that path or we need to pivot. And so this getting the emails, especially the early reviews and feedback on the book has been people actually putting into practice um, this concept of three yards in a cloud of dust, which is not anything new, uh, but it's essentially tackling your three most important objectives every single day and then scoring yourself based off of that. You're not going to get everything done on the to-do list. You're not going to be able to achieve every single goal in a day or even a week, but it helps you to continue moving the ball little by little down the field all the way to the end zone. Is there a potential for people to misinterpret the message? So, you know, this idea of compete every day. I like, I, I love to go in these like co-working spaces for entrepreneurs and they've got like signs up that say never, never, ever give up. You know, sometimes you need to, I mean, sometimes yep. you need to like decide this, I'm attached to the wrong thing here. Um, you know, so, so is there a, a challenge, you know, cause like that whole grind and hustle and, yeah. you know, stuff that's so pervasive in entrepreneurs. Um, sometimes that gets under my skin. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm with you, despite the fact that my phrases is probably one of the ones that's misinterpreted. You know, when I go right, speak, right. the thing I have to always address up front is I know there's people in the room that love competition and they see that right. phrase and they're like, I'm in. And there's a yeah, large yeah. portion that are like, eh, I don't like sports. I don't like to beat someone else. I, I'm worn out constantly looking at all these people I need to beat. 
And so our brand and really the message I try to hammer home all the time is the importance of flipping that script and saying, this isn't about you versus me. This isn't about you versus anyone else, but yourself. How are you going to show up just a little bit better today? How are you going to be more present, you know, be more focused in your work, less distracted today than you were yesterday. And so when we talk about competing every day, it's a me versus me mindset that I feel is a lot more rejuvenating because you're pushing yourself, you're seeing what you can do, you learn things about yourself versus the comparison game when you're always trying to compete against others, you just get burnt out. And you, you feel just like you talked about that hustle and grind every day, yeah. you're just worn out. Yeah, because I think unfortunately, the, the sort of, you know, knee jerk reaction to competitions is for me to win, somebody has to lose. Yep. And I think that that's, I think that's the part that some certainly some people struggle with. Like you said, some people are energized by that, but other people are like, Hey, we can all, we can all win by just, you know, following what our truth is. And I think that's the, that's the tougher message to, uh, to maybe communicate sometimes. It, it is. And, and that's the one that we want to hammer home with because comparison will drain you. And, yeah. and one of the chapters in the book is specifically around the idea of leadership is helping others win rising yeah. tide raises all ships. Yeah. So how yeah. are we investing to help others change their perspective on competition. So they're not burning themselves out, but they're instead constantly just asking, how can I show up better today for my team, my customers, my family, and just inch by inch, 1% every day, raise the bar. So I saw a picture uh, the other day of Michael Jordan wearing one of your shirts. Um, That had to feel pretty good. (laughs) I would have loved that had it been on the last dance documentary. That was, that was the (laughs) ideal Branding. I laugh about, you know, the Miller Lite guys had to be watching that when there's the the locker room scene and they're all sitting around. It's the perfect angle of the can. Every one of those executives is like snapping pictures as fast as possible. (laughs) You did actually. I mean, you have had uh, some influencers pick up your your shirts and that obviously didn't hurt the brand or maybe the message. Yeah. You know, they haven't. We've really grown well within the baseball community. Uh, Just because that sport is such a one that, you know, the locker rooms talk and the minor league guys are moving around and uh, a number of baseball agents have have jumped behind the brand. Uh, Quite a few in the Kansas City uh, system as well for your team there locally. Uh, And that's been fun. But the fun thing I tell people uh, when they ask about that is, you know, hey, so-and-so on this TV show has worn your shirt or, you know, these athletes have worn your shirt. And I laugh and I said, well, you know, those feel good. It's cool to see that. But in terms of what it's done for the brand, the micro influencers have actually done more. The people that have, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand followers, but are really engaged with their audience, those have done tremendously better in terms of helping us move more products and introduce more people to the brand uh, than you ever think some of the celebrities do. And, and I think business owners sometimes we forget that. We love the mm-hmm. feel-good pat on the back of a big name wearing our product or you know, talking about us, but Uh, you know, at the end of the day, how many products are we moving in people's hands? And a lot of times it's going smaller. It's, it's turning down our focus a little bit to those micro influencers that are a huge benefit uh, to us. And they have been really over the last nine years of really helping get that message out. Have you ever tried looking for a domain name? Chances are that the first few options you tried were not available and you're not alone. I mean, over 65% of domain name searches actually fail because, you know, all good domain names are already taken. But that's not necessarily true. In fact, I got myself self-reliance.site, 
where I talk about my book, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, and share content to help people become self-reliant in their entrepreneurial journey. You too can get your very own .site domain for as low as $1.99. Visit www.get.site or click the link in the description on the show notes page. Search for your unique .site domain and use the code SELFRELIANCE to get 50% off your domain purchase. So obviously there's a lot of, um, we talked about entrepreneurs and this idea of competition and, and you know, clearly, um, you know, athletes, <laughs> that's always, you know, part of their DNA. How, how, how much has your message turned to sort of the mental game, you know, of competition at every level? Yeah, it, it really has more so than I expected than when I started. Um, you know, a lot of it, I don't like the idea of, of really heavily pushing being a mindset coach. Uh, for lack of a better word, I still think it has a stigma outside of maybe a locker room with certain certified professionals. Uh, but a lot of the work I do from a leadership perspective with one-on-one clients or with teams is around just helping reframe that mindset and and look at it more of leadership development uh, because how we see ourselves as leaders, how we show up as leaders reframes that perspective. And and really it's not massive changes overnight. We talk about how do you work it like any other muscle. If you're going to get out and go run a marathon, you're going to start with a small training program and you're going to run a half mile the first day or a mile and you're slowly going to build just like you would training physical sense in the gym works the same way in this sense. What is the one to two things we can add to our habits and schedule this week and little by little build it up over time to where you work that muscle uh, just like you would anyone in a physical sense? Yeah, I think one of the challenging things for entrepreneurs, and a lot of people who have done it for any amount of time, don't realize sometimes, I, you know, I think it's physically demanding, frankly, uh, but it's certainly, uh, certainly mentally draining and demanding. Um, and I think that, yeah, I'm glad you used the word reframing because it's one I use all the time in the context of entrepreneurs because I, I think that's probably one of the biggest skills of survival <laughs> is, is reframing, you know, because we get knocked down so many times. You know, the reason you get up to compete every day uh, is because you're able to reframe what that getting knocked down was here to teach you. Um, and I think that that's a that's a, a I think that's the most resilient entrepreneurs, you know, that's what they're capable of doing. And I, I think that's probably the essence of your message. It is. And and I feel like, as, as you very well just shared there and, and can attest to, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. And without the right perspective or with the right reframing of certain situations and opportunities or missed opportunities, you're going to feel every day like you're on a roller coaster uh, and you're going up and going down and going up and go, and that yo-yo effect can mentally wear you out. Um, and it's really easy for us a lot of times to get distracted by things that aren't as important in the business, things that are outside of our control. And so the better we are at refocusing, reframing certain situations and looking at them as learning opportunities, the better we're able to show up and compete because we're not losing focus, energy, just willpower even to everything outside of our control that I can personally attest to has happened. And and it happens pretty quickly in a business sense because you're probably running a million miles an hour with your hand in a million different things. Uh, And so it's the constant training of tighten the focus, focus on what I'm going to do today, 
don't get too worn out or too distracted by what's a week, two weeks, 10 weeks ahead. Uh, but worry about how you're going to show up and compete and win today. And then one day after another, you get the results you crave because of the work you do each and every single day. Have you done any work uh, with schools? I'm, I'm thinking even yeah. down to the down to like the junior high level uh, with this message. Yeah, so junior high is about as young as I would prefer to go. Having spoken to those audiences, uh, high schools do really well. I have quite a few high schools actually uh, this past year and this upcoming year that I'll be speaking to. Uh, college athletics programs obviously are very natural transition, uh, and then sales teams, business associations, you know, business owners. That type of message works well. But uh, the kid size, we just modified a little bit. You know, the phrases in the book, uh, I had a very corporate book written first and it just wasn't working. And I got asked to speak to big brothers, big sisters of North Texas, rechanged my entire keynote around catchphrases for kids. And as I was looking at it, I said, oh, this is actually the book. And so those messages work well all the way down um, from the adults all the way down into the junior high because it's, it's short catchy things that you can remember. And if you can just remember a phrase, you can hopefully remember to do it as well, which helps that process of, of adding those habits and making those right choices. Yeah, I mean, how much of, of this is, because you're right, I mean, there's only so much rah-rah is going to take you somewhere, right? So how much of this is about forming new habits or is it just awakening, you know, the not so secret <laughs> secrets? <laughs> Uh, I would say it's a good mix. You know, there's there's a little motivation in there, but more often there, you know, a handful of the chapters are around, here's things you need to be aware of, the importance of effort sometimes over talent, the importance of intentionally choosing who you surround yourself with. Um, mm. You know, who are your friends? Who are your social circles? Who do you, you know, go to from a mentorship standpoint? Who are you learning from? Uh, but then we additionally give the application of like, here's how to do this on a daily basis. Here's the actionable takeaway um, for embracing the process, scoring yourself every week. Uh, and then at the end of every chapter, we include, you know, here's what this looks like, this chapter concept in your business. Here's what it looks like with your career, your health and fitness, and then your life. So that you start to see the parallels of here's what they talked about. They mentioned it in the chapter, but then here's a very specific correlation of, you know, when it talks about doing your best every time, what does this look like in your career setting? Well, that's making sure you're showing up early. You're, you know, you're being proactive with certain projects and work. You're not going to mail it in because you feel like the job is beneath you or you don't really want to work on that project. Um, and so we're very intentional with that because, as you know, you know, raw, raw only takes you so far. You need to see sometimes examples that you can directly relate to or application that you can immediately put into practice. And that's where you start to see the career, the life, the work change is putting those little things into practice. So if coaching is not really on the horizon for you, then then what's next for uh, competing next with it? Yeah. So next for me is book two, um, <laughs> which I feel is a little bit crazy. Uh, but yeah, the speaking in, in book two, you know, similar to uh, I think a lot of people when you're writing that first book, you get ideas for new ones and they don't quite work or, or you're filling too much area and, and not enough in the others. And so uh, I have a nice Evernote document with probably three to four different books set in there, different kind of phrases and concepts we want to run with. So uh, now that we finished recording the audio book and, and getting ready for a new little podcast project ourselves, uh, book two is is in progress, being outlined as we speak. 
All right. So how can somebody find out not just about the book, but maybe about uh, the community in general? Because I know one of the things that I've heard you talk about is that, you know, when you develop this kind of community, it's given you the ability to to not only travel, but to have other people in the community that are in other cities um, that, you know, that they're actually supporting each other's, you know, goals and, and, you know, holding each other accountable. Yeah, that's, that's been the really good part is asking, you know, who needs to be held accountable for a goal and getting people connected. Because a lot of times we feel, you know, if we're not connecting with other people, maybe online or outside of our immediate circle, that sometimes we're the only ones struggling with certain challenges. As, as I know your listeners can relate to, if you're the only business owner you know sometimes, well, then who yeah. do you go to to talk to about certain challenges and issues? And you feel all in isolation. Uh, the best place to connect with us is competeeveryday.com. You'll see a link not only to the book, but to the Facebook community. You can get connected there. Uh, get on our email list where we send out just a weekly email with usually an actionable takeaway and a quick lesson, uh, as well as links out to the podcast or some other things like that. Uh, but competeeveryday.com is the perfect hub. And then if anyone is active on social media, you can find Compete Every Day on any of those channels. And I do run those accounts. Uh, so you can always pop over, say hi, and I'm happy to answer any questions about what we talked about today or anything you see there on the site. Awesome. And we'll have those links in the show notes. So, Jake, thanks so much for stopping by. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, run into you uh, when we all get back out there on the road again someday. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. 